Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this Robotum Monthly Best Ofs podcast where we take a few episodes from the Robotum Daily podcast that was recorded in 2020 and put them into a uh, bit more of a chunky episode. In May's episodes we have... Um, Clown in Flight, where I wrote a piece about a clown in a Spitfire. Um, that was just something that I liked the idea of, um, all in makeup and with a wig. And I don't know, there's something about Spitfires. I really am interested in World War Two. There's a series on Netflix called um, Events of World War Two in Colour. And uh, some of that stuff is just unbelievable, really. Um, and I, in it, there's a really interesting section about the German army when they took over France. People thought it was going to take them ages, and it took them no time. And the reason for that was is because they were all on speed, I think, or amphetamines. And uh, so, uh, anyway, the drug that they were taking also took away all their empathy so that they were uh, just absolute beasts, basically. Anyway, that's really interesting, that. On the programme, not what I just said, but on the programme it is. Um, And the next piece is about Obama carrying a tray of ice cubes. I'm recording this in January, and uh, it was the inauguration the, the other day, and I don't know, just seeing those pictures of Donald Trump in the White House with all those hamburgers and... Looking back at it now, it almost feels like I went to Leeds Festival once, and well, not once, I went quite a few times, but once there was a riot. Again, there was more than one riot. when I think it was uh, 2003, was uh, or Leeds 2000, I think was a really bad riot, and um, it was just insane. And I feel like that was that. There was like a, a riot in the White House for four years, and, uh, and then you get home after the riot and you go, and you look back at the photos and you go, oh my God, I can't I can't believe what was really happening then. And we just kind of weathered it and went along with it. And uh, and then there's a piece about digging out the underground. Um, I liked t- thinking about the uh, first ever movements that were made to dig out the underground in London. Uh, there's one about smoke and there's one about a ghost not wearing a watch anymore. Or a ghost wearing a watch and uh, not being able to get out of the habit of wanting to know what time it is. That's it. Thank you very much. Uh, Just before I start reading this one, this is one that my uh, dad has always liked. So, and I know you listen to this. So, well, maybe he's listening to this. But if you are, thanks for everything. Clown in flight. The clown rushed to work in his favourite Spitfire. Destination Circus. Made up with thunderclouds around his eyes. The turbulence from the outer storm forced him to weep. Chubby tears fell from the eyes of his personal tempest. 
collecting the white powder paint of his makeup as they rolled down his cheeks like vertical tumbleweeds. The tears ran from clear to pearl, blunt, aging wings of plane cut sideways through the dark, moist cake of night. Pale rubber gloves, gripped, shaking, rusting controls. Bald, painted head, reflected, fresh sheets of lightning. Paused pink tornado cores of wig, sit gently on lap. Showtime in 15 minutes. Obama Water Barack Obama walks slowly to the freezer with an ice cube tray full of water trying not to spill any He's overfilled it again Drip, drip drip onto the White House kitchen floor it goes one socked presidential foot in front of the other the ice machine is broken and Michelle and the kids want ice as soon as possible Barack is refusing to have ice delivered to his family by men in dark suits and sunglasses Michelle calls him from out on the lawn Barack just a minute honey He is halfway between the sink and the freezer. The ice cube tray is made from a rubbery material that will enable the ice to be pressed out from the mould. At this moment, in his kitchen, such pleasures seem a long way away from Barack Obama. The shapes in the ice cube tray consist of individual stars and stripes. The size ratios between the stars and stripes in the ice cube tray are all wrong. And Barack Obama knows it. Oh, God. These stars should be much smaller than this, he says to himself. When the ice stripes come out of the stripe mould, they'll look like very straight french fries made from ice. That's if I can get them out without the ice breaking. They'll probably snap. What am I going to do then? We can't have broken stripes. Who got us this tray anyway? Oh yeah, I remember. It was here when we moved in. His socks are now wet with what was meant to be ice. He looks down at his socks and quietly says, I've got wet socks. When was the last time I had wet socks? Must be before I was president. This ice cube tray is a right nightmare. I'll look at the stars and stripes dissolving in my gin and tonic and I'll become depressed. The bubbles from the tonic water will attack the components of my nation's dissolving flag. That will not be good for my morale or mood. Flipping bubbles. What are bubbles anyway? Just bits of air. I don't like water with bits in it. No, Barack, they aren't bits, the bubbles. In water, sparkling water is just water with bits in it. No, come on, you can't look at the world like that. It's not just bits of stuff. The world is not in bits. It is. No, it isn't. The world is not in bits. You are trying your best. You are. Barack, shouts Michelle. 
He opens his eyes wide. Barack! Michelle, come on, just give me a minute. I'm thinking. Never interrupt the president when he's thinking, he thinks. What was I thinking about? He looks down at the ice cube tray to see that it's empty. The water has made a small pool around his feet. Oh yeah, bubbles, bits. The world... Barack, can you grab me a glass of water while you were through there? Asked Michelle. Barack doesn't say anything. His eyes are fixed on his wet feet in the water. Water, he says to himself. Life. He pours Michelle a glass of water. Takes it out to her in the sunshine. Looks at her and the children. And smiles. Digging out the underground. Having grown up in a small village in Yorkshire, Sands Underground Rail Network, an ember of excitement continues to burn in me for being underground and on a train. It's a big thing. When else do I get to go that far underground? Never. I tried digging holes when I was little, and I didn't get very far. Surprising how much air there is down there. It gets everywhere, air. Just you try and stop it. The thought of somebody in the 1800s saying, okay, so you know we've got trains and they go overground at the moment. Well, how would you feel about us putting them underground as well? Hmm, yeah, that's not a bad idea, but why don't we do it with boats instead of trains? No, that wouldn't work. How about cars? No, look, I've thought about it and the train is the most convenient mode of transport to put underground. There's a reason there isn't an underground boating system. We'd have to hollow out the world and put some water in it. Firstly, I don't know where you'd get that amount of water from. And secondly, I don't know where you'd put all that earth you've just dug up probably make it into a ball and we'd have a new planet resting on the top of the current one resembling some sort of bulbous number eight i certainly wouldn't have made the decision to start digging myself that must have sounded what insanity sounds like the ground is so full of ground what did they do with the earth that they took out when building the underground is that what hills on the side of motorways are I wonder what it was like the day they started. A determined person with a shovel digging into the London mud. Okay, everyone, uh, this is where the stairs are going to be. Look at me, I'm digging out the stairs to the underground. What an undertaking that must have been, unknowing if the ground above them was going to hold up. I don't know what machines they have used, but I do know that the ground under London used to be full of earth and mud, and now it's full of miserable commuters 
Hey, come on, guys. We're on a train. On the ground. Okay, now we're standing on a platform. On the ground. There's lights under here. Lights. Underground. Don't let the novelty of that wear off. There used to be mud where that strip light is. Sometimes, when underground, we travel underneath buried bodies. Surely, sitting at my desk in East London, I begin to think about the people who were underground and alive and on trains. How close to me are the nearest ones? Perhaps there's some under my feet at this very minute. Picturing the passengers sitting and moving sideways underground like that. Thousands of people with tons of earth above their heads. More than 543 trains at rush hour. One train is a lot of train, but 543 is a substantial amount of seats and metal. The trains would stretch for miles if you attach them to one another. Smoke. Sitting at the top of a small tree in America somewhere, there is snow on the ground below that nobody has stepped in. I guess I must have been up here for quite a long time. I don't feel tired. I must have been asleep. Quite an achievement to have fallen asleep in a tree and to have not fallen out. A canary just landed on my shoulder. Its feet are surprisingly cold. I didn't think canaries were big enough to get cold feet. They don't have enough blood in them, do they? To get cold feet? Am I happier up here in this make-believe tree than I am in reality. I have to imagine the snow-covered branches here. If I want to smell something, I have to make it up. Smoke. Wet branches. I just looked up from a desk where I'm writing this and out of the window. I saw a woman dressed in a red coat eating a green apple. I didn't even have to imagine it. She did all the hard work for me. Ghost Watch.
I saw a ghost standing outside the newsagents, looking at his watch impatiently, just like he used to, I imagine. Time doesn't exist when you're dead, does it? Surely it leaves you alone. Imagine waiting for someone after your funeral has taken place. No thank you. My watch is going in the bin if I get to be a ghost. I went up to him and said, Excuse me, mate. Sorry to bother you, but you're a ghost, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. He said, I am actually, yeah. Oh, great. Well, thanks for not disappearing on me like all the others. I've, I've never actually got to talk to one of you properly before. You normally just walk off. I thought I was just unpopular with the afterlife. No, probably not, mate, he said. It's, it's just that it's more likely that they're just they're busy. I mean, just because they're dead doesn't mean that they want anything to do with you, does it? They probably don't know you. Why would you think that every ghost in the world would want anything to do with you? There's loads. I don't know, I just thought they would. No, don't fight yourself, mate. That's like being on the tube and thinking that everyone wants to talk to you. Okay, well, I, I, I was just wondering... Why have you still got your watch on? Uh, force of habit, I guess. Who are you waiting for? My daughter, she's got a driving test this morning and she's late. That's the car there with the instructor in it. And he's going to take her to the test centre. She's ten minutes late. Don't you think it's time that you took your watch off, I said. He looked at me. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm quite new to this, you see, being a ghost. I can't get used to not needing to know what the time is. I did it when I was a baby. I guess I need to get back into that mindset.